0: Chatterbox, box for Chatter, Chatterbox. Chatterbox, box for
1: Chatter, Chatterbox. Hey, hey everybody, welcome to episode four of the Chatterbox. And here, Suzanne Decree from SuzanneDecree.com, and I am here with... Liz Tapia, the
0: Dark Angel from DarkBeautyMusic.com. Welcome, everyone. Hello, Suzanne. Hello, How are Liz. we
1: today? We are doing well, and yourself? I'm doing great, thanks for asking. So nice to be here with you and everyone. Thank you so much, and thank you, everyone, for tuning in yet again. This is episode four, and we're going to talk about how we approach writing... Stuff. Well, I mean, I was going to go with writing songs, but I actually write more than songs. I don't know if anybody even cares about that, but it's true. It's totally true. I care true. about it. I you care?
0: I, of course I feel I feel so loved. You are loved. I am loved. And
1: I'm sure they love you out there, too. On to the podcast. <laughs> yes, you are loved. You are very much loved. Well, thank you. So we are talking about the writing process today, and I gotta say, probably the biggest thing for me to get started on the writing process is just introspection. I'll, I'll be honest with you guys. I feel close to all of you that are listening to this podcast right now, so I feel like I can, like I can, I can spill my inner soul to you. I, I used to be a train wreck of a human being. It's true. I was. I don't believe that for a second. Oh, it's true. <laughs> I, 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 I was the person that I complain about now. Oh, <laughs> well, then do tell the story I want to hear now. Oh, my goodness. I was a train wreck of a human being. I was. I, I mean, I, I think to a certain extent, most of us are somewhat selfish. I, I don't mean that in a bad way, but kind of the self-preservation thing. You know, I need this. I need that. What have you. I was the extreme. I was, it's all about me. The The sun rises and sets on me. The universe revolves around me. It's about me. Let me tell you about me. Uh, <laughs> well, it can't be about you because it's about me. <laughs> well, duh. And that's one of the conclusions that I came to over the years. This is true. <laughs> but seriously, I was that person that expected everybody to bail me out I was that person that never thought of anyone else I was I was a train wreck of a human being
0: wait I have to ask you is this is this the Suzanne decree that I know because it doesn't sound anything like what you're well, describing
1: It's it, it and it's not anything like I have become or will hopefully continue to grow into but it took a long hard kick in the behind uh, when I actually encountered several other people. I I, I was about, uh, I I was living in New York for a while, and uh, between 99 and 2003, um, I actually encountered several people who were just like me. You know, it's always super, super easy to look at people and go, wow, they are wretchedly deplorable human beings. But somewhere along the line it occurred to me that I was just like them. So that made me a wretchedly deplorable human being as well. Um, So from that point on, I took a very intense interest in looking in and making sure that I was A, doing what was right, and B, that I was being honest with myself. So that if I said, hey, I'm doing this because of that, that that's really the reason I was doing it. It took many years for me to turn myself around. But the person that I am now is not the person that I was. So within that introspection, um, I have delved into a lot of, and, and I know you've, you and I have talked about this kind of outside the podcast. I, I'm, I'm a metalhead. I write heavy metal. I, I play heavy metal. You know, you, you dig down and you get all of that dark sludgy muck. <laughs> that's, mm, that's, that that's in, muck. I like that. sludgy muck that's in there. And when you write, you get rid of that. You get rid of that darkness. You, you pull that out so that you can go on being a decent, Person that tries to do the right thing and, you know, does stop to consider others and does stop to hold the door open for someone, as as trivial as that may sound. It's really not. But introspection is where a lot of my songwriting starts. And, um, you know, a lot of times if I'm really ticked off about something or I'm really angry or I'm really upset, a lot of my friends, a lot of my family will look at me and go, go play your guitar. Get out of here. Go play your guitar. Get it out of your system. And that is so true. And that, I think, is where a lot of my inspiration comes from. And that's how I start the writing process. I get in there. I get inside. And I start chugging on the guitar. Or I start writing the lyrics. Or I start writing a book. Or whatever it is that I'm writing. And that's where it starts for me. It starts with those emotions. And those experiences that I had when I wasn't the person that I wanted to be, because I mean, I'm still not the person that I want to be still growing into that person, but it starts there for me. It starts with trying to get rid of all traces of who I was and become who I am meant to be. And I think that is where my writing process starts.
0: Well, I love that because I can identify with what you're saying because I go through things like that too, where I feel my personality is really the opposite of my writing style. Oh, and sometimes absolutely. I say, where, are, yeah, like, where is this writing style coming from? Because I'm a total goofball. I mean, that's just me by nature. But so I for me to be writing to this these times. Well, yes, you can. It really is, you know, a big part of my personality, which is kind of funny. Because when people say, wait, you're writing what? Because they know me. In person they see me in person,
1: so they see me one way. And but the truth That is so true though. How many people well before I did the hair, <laughs> before I did the hair. How many people looked at me and went, You're a metalhead? Huh? <laughs> it is yeah, so true. I see you one way.
0: People people get used to you one way. And but my personality is very opposite of my writing style for Dark Beauty. So I think that comes from kind of like what you're saying, it's like parts that are buried way, way, way deep down at the bottom of the pit here, you know, and you're just pulling from the depths of your soul, and maybe some experiences or things that you've gone through that weren't pleasant, but you're able to translate that, and it surfaces into this amazing piece of music, or, or you know, in your case your guitar you know the the chords that you're applying to for your opera that you're writing and it really does come from deep within so I can definitely relate to what you're saying because that's very
1: very true and I I feel like I have a lot of the same thing so when you start writing a song do you start now I know uh, I wish I wish I would have had the foresight to, uh, to get my buddy Zeus on the horn here with us because he is actually, he's like Mr. Master Songwriter, has a, an online course out there. He's just an amazing all-around guy. So just to get his philosophy on songwriting and how to approach songwriting. But do you start with the lyrics or do you start with the music or do you start with whatever the heck pops into your head to begin with, whether it's music lyrics or something else? <laughs> and we all know a lot of things pop into this head. <laughs> Right.
0: Well, so that's an interesting question. A lot of people ask me that. And what I do is when I start to work on any new song, the first thing that I do is I ask myself what's going on in the story. Sometimes it just comes to me. And other times it can be an amazing struggle just to work through one little paragraph or one little phrasing that I'm trying to do. So, you know, I think sometimes I have to just kind of let things brew in my mind, just put it down for a while and not think about it. And then that's when I get those aha kind of moments. You know, When I put it away, then things just sort of come rushing in and the ideas come pouring through and then before I know it, I have a song. But I do ask myself, well, because I'm writing a story also, so I have to, I have to, I have to know where I am in the story and ask those questions and where is she going and what's happening and so I do start from that point But a lot of times something will just come to me that has nothing to do with the moment that I'm in and it's just something maybe for the end of the story or somewhere else in the story or maybe not even the story. But what I'll do is I'll go ahead and develop it a little bit more and see where it goes. And if it takes me in a direction that I like, then I will rework it to make it fit into the story. And that's... Usually what happens uh, when I start thinking about, you know, what, with that starting point. And then Brian comes in with chord progressions. So I usually end up with a, the lyrics and the melody, and then I will present that to him, and he will grab onto that and take that into his own cave for a while, and he'll uh, listen to it. And he just gets it right away. Like he, We've worked together enough to know he knows what it is that I'm trying to get across so that he'll be able to just put some chords together quickly for me to listen to. And then I know right away, oh yeah, that's that's what I want. Or, you know, and he gives me a lot of variety. And that's what's great about working with him too. I mean, I have a partner that's just incredible. He's an incredible musician and he has such an eclectic background that he can pretty much catch anything that I send his way. And he's able to just translate it. He knows what it is I'm looking for or, you know, what I want to hear. And, and if it's not something that I end up wanting in the piece, then he'll just rearrange it and make it fit somehow. So together we, we make a really good team, I think. And he's helped me a lot because I'm bring I'm coming in from the classical side. He's coming in from the rock side, the progressive and side. And jazz.
1: Brian used to do a lot and of jazz, jazz, right? Yeah.
0: Yeah, he's done everything. I mean, his background is very, very well-rounded, very well-mixed. So he has a lot of experience with all of it. Rock and, you know, silly rock, crazy rock, hard rock, heavy rock, progressive. I mean, just about metal, every style that you can think of. So it's really nice to be able to work with someone that knows his instrument and the styles well enough to know where they can fit into what I'm trying to do.
1: And that's interesting. Now, it's really interesting because you know we started out talking about introspection and getting deep down inside to kind of pull all of that out as inspiration and that's where you know when i have a guitar in my hand that's where things start now i also have kind of this other side where things start cerebrally and uh, you know i was listening to uh, everybody knows i'm a symphonic metal head so i was listening to the new epica singles today they released a couple of singles from their upcoming album holographic principle and the, the one song, the first single they released, had this nice little kind of pedal tone riff with, uh, with some arpeggios thrown in there, and I kind of took that. It was something that I don't normally play. I normally play a very scalar, scale-based style because i just love scales there's so much you can do there are so many notes in a scale you do so many things with all those notes it's amazing (laughs) anyway sorry evil laughing slipped out (laughs) and and i play them all the time because they're just amazing little creatures so it's something you're playing them and i'm singing them and hopefully (laughs) we're playing and singing the same ones because otherwise it's just going to sound terrible or it could be very interesting we could create a whole new style we could we could um Listen, I don't normally do a lot of arpeggio kind of things. So for me, this was a different thing. I mean, I'm sure for like 95% of the guitarists out there, they're like, yeah, scales, yeah, arpeggios, yeah, I play them both. I don't normally do arpeggios. I just tend to prefer scales because I like having the choice of more notes. And eventually, I mean, if you get to like a 13th chord, it's the entire scale anyway, so who cares? I'm listening to this and I kind of brought it home and um picking up the guitar and I'm kind of noodling going you know this would be kind of a cool riff maybe I could do it with a different chord because he was using I believe straight major triads like yeah I'm not a major chord kind of fan I'm just I'm not a major chord girl sorry minors and diminished for me altered chords I can do an altered major but no not not a straight up major chord so I'm, I'm kind of playing around with this and kind of figuring out what I want to do with it, but that came strictly from a cerebral side, strictly from the, oh, this is, this is what they did, how can I kind of do my own version of that? Not that mixing a pedal tone with an arpeggio is new in the metal world, but like I said, it's not something that I mess with a lot. You know, this was strictly a cerebral exercise for me where I started writing the song from let me, you know, experiment with this. And now for a brief pause while we hear a word from our sponsors. I know you want to be a lover. This is why you listen to this podcast. But when you are drinking your favorite beer, you burp and the ladies say... You are so disgusting So purchase burp away You take two burp away Drink as much beer as you want And the burps, they go away So buy burp away And be a lover like me
0: In addition to making podcasts I've also been known to sing a song or two To get a free sample track, visit darkbeautymusic.com and sign up for our mailing list. Your info will never be given out to anyone else, and you'll get a free track. And while you're there, check out the music page for more information on One Love Music for Relief, a benefit compilation for disaster relief that we are proud to be a part of. That's darkbeautymusic.com, and don't forget to sign up for the mailing list.
1: Hi, this is Suzanne from SuzanneDecree.com. I want to help you become a better guitarist. Stop by my Facebook page, SuzanneDecree1, or hit me up on Twitter, at SuzanneDecree, and let me know what you're struggling with. I'll give you a free 30-minute lesson. One per customer, please. And now, back to our program. Speaking of kind of a cerebral approach to trying to get this whole writing process going. You actually started somewhat differently. You started with a, a plot line or a storyline, right? I started in the
0: most bizarre way probably than most people would start any story. I actually didn't know at the time that I was going to be writing this kind of a project. So for me, it was a very backwards process. I released my very first song and... It was at that point I decided I'm going to go ahead and develop this character of the Dark Angel. So I sort of, started, uh, sort of started very backwards in this process, and I came at it from a very kind of sideways, and now I had to figure out, okay, well, where am I going to start here? So I know I want to develop this Dark Angel character, and... But for me, it was different because I never did anything like this before, so I wasn't really sure how to put it together. So I just started writing, and this was actually before Brian was writing with me. I was just writing by myself. Uh, I released the first three songs uh, by myself. Brian was on them, but he wasn't really helping me with the writing or anything. and. That's kind of how it started. So, yeah, it was very backwards, the way this all came about. And then as I started getting more into the music and it was being well-received from the people that were listening to it, I just kept going. And then from there, it started getting a little bit more intense with what I wanted to do. And then I realized, okay, I'm going to have to bring in some top musician's to help me to really put this together because there was no way that I was able to write this by myself. So Brian came on board. He started adding his parts to it little by little. And then that's really where everything started developing. And then Dan Granda, who is an incredible musician, drummer, percussionist, he came in and really helped to add a lot to the project. And then slowly we started building. So... Telling the story of this became a lot more fun and a lot more interesting for me as well, because writing by yourself and trying to figure it out when you're not working with anyone, you know, sometimes that's really hard and it, it became difficult for me. And as I started getting more people involved, all of a sudden I realized everybody was also inspired by what was already being presented. So I kind of had a little bit of a head start as far as the musical style. And lucky for me, they just grabbed onto it. They really loved it. So I was able to get some really great people to work with.
1: That is absolutely awesome. I know I, I actually, the first song I heard from you was Save Yourself. Well, that's and, the first song uh, I forgot. We actually started, it was. And I, I, I think that's actually how you and I got together and became friends is because we started chatting back and forth about, you know, kind of this whole concept that we're doing now, which is navigating this new music business model. So when you started your story, now I come from, uh, as you well know, I come from a long line of grammar police. My father is an English major and, uh, you know, his thing with everything was outline, 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 outline. You're going to write a story write an outline if you're going to do a report write an outline if you're going to wash the dog write an outline <laughs> if you have to vacuum the car write an outline um I, I will be honest i did not do the outline on the dog washing <laughs> and the car vacuuming shh don't I'm ever not tell my father he'll word. be so disappointed I'm not in saying me anything. all right but you know so i kind of came to my sort of outline. I know that the album that I'm working on right now is actually a concept album to be followed by the opera that I'm also working on, Um, but the the album that I'm working on I kind of took a a plot line and I just I didn't do an outline so much as just hit the major plot points of what needed to be covered because it is going to be a theme album. Uh, kind of a story-based album, sort of like Dark Beauty, not quite as in depth, and probably a little more tongue-in-cheek. Uh, cause, cause you—that's right—you already heard the Easter egg for the album, <laughs> I didn't did. you? I love it.
0: It's brilliant, um, Pinky. So, it's
1: brilliant. Uh, I thought I was the brain. How did I get demoted to Pinky? I feel so neglected. Anyway, <laughs> time to take over the world. Um that was a terrible brain anyway
0: <laughs> go ahead do it again i'll give you another one go ahead
1: That was it no that was a terrible brain um but you know so i've done this and i find myself actually struggling with the libretto and the lyrics for the opera because i haven't like a full-fledged outline particularly on the subject matter that i'm that i'm working on the opera with um is you know, a full-fledged outline is like too detailed because so much happened. It's 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 actually going to be an, an historical heavy metal opera based on the Jack the Ripper murders. Um, you, you, if if you if you know me, you know that I am an amateur ripperologist. I've said it in in a couple of the past podcasts as well. Um, it's just a it's just a time frame and and an incident that fascinates me, and. You know, to try and keep it historically accurate, there's so much backstory that you have to cram in there that to try and do an outline for it is ridiculous. So I'm still kind of fudging my way through how to really organize and write the opera.
0: Well, I have to say there, I believe, is no right or wrong way of creating something. I think you have to go with your gut for a lot of this too, and and you have to go with what works for you. And what works for you might be totally different than what works for me. What works for your dad, you know, as far as the outlines and everything. I mean, I don't have any kind of an outline for my story. I just started writing and started piecing it together, and then before you know it, I had an album. But it's not because I had started with any any kind of an outline. In the beginning, I didn't have any of that. I just wrote. And then I just, you know, the songs would come out the way they were coming out in no particular order. But then what happened was at one, at some point, I had to start inserting certain songs to make it sense to the story. I, I couldn't just write the way I was writing before. I did have to sort of pay attention. Okay, well, what's happening here? And, you know, the album does have to come to an end for album one. And where, how are we going to end this? And what's going to be told in this part of it? But, so I think that everybody's approach is different. So I'm not so sure that there's a right or a wrong way. It's just more of really how your creativeness comes out and what inspires you to get it out. And, you know, the way, what inspires you to get your chords written and how you're writing your libretto for your opera could be completely
1: different than the approach that I'm doing. Well, I know my approach to this album, the one that I'm writing on now, or the one I'm writing on? No, the one that I'm writing currently. Um, this uh, this album, my, I completely shook up my process, because the old writing process that I used was... Basically, I had this hodgepodge of lyrics and lyrical ideas on one side, you know, in one folder on the hard drive. I had another hodgepodge of musical ideas in another folder on the hard drive, and I would try and fit lyrical ideas with musical ideas and then finish the song somehow. And that was definitely not working for me. It was taking way too long to write songs, and it was taking way way too long to write songs, and it was taking even... Longer to get songs that I really liked, and then I'd go back, let's say a year, two years later, and listen to the stuff that I recorded, and I'd be like cringing, just oh, that's awful. So this time around, I took an entirely different approach to writing. I, I would, I took all those musical ideas I had. I kind of, for now, threw the lyrical ideas to the side. Not going to worry about those. I took the musical ideas, and I dumped them into GarageBand. Now if you know anything about me you know i've studied classical i've studied jazz and i am i used to be a progressive rock fiend so anything that's in 4-4 is pretty much i'm allergic to it so so stay away from that what 4-4 I did was I threw stay away from that 4-4 it's deadly So I threw it into GarageBand because GarageBand forces me to keep things simple. It doesn't do key changes. It doesn't do time signature changes. It doesn't do 95% of the things that I usually mess around with in songs. So I had to focus on writing verse, chorus, segue, breaks, whatever. I had to focus on crafting a song and just writing it. And that really, I mean, you know, I've written over 50 songs in probably, in slightly less than a year. So that's like a song a week. That's fantastic. Basically, in about a year. So That is quite an accomplishment. That was something that I was experimenting with and just forcing myself to do. So now out of those 50-something songs, I'm actually kind of going back through it and looking for, okay, you know, does it fit with the theme that I have running through the album. You know, is it, I'm looking primarily for dark and or ethereal types of sounds. So I'm kind of going through and sorting those into, yes, it fits. No, it doesn't, it, you know, it doesn't fit here, but maybe it fits someplace else because it's not a terrible idea. Or yeah, no, this is, this this needs to be in the trash bin and never listen to again. So. Mm. That was my process for this album. And, you know, again, I'm kind of in the middle of that process. The lyrics will most likely be all new because I've come up with this theme album, kind of kind of a concept, um, kind of a haunted house concept. Oh, so I love we, this we already. both, again, have that kind of gothic theme yes. going. It's so hauntingly delicious. Friends. Jeez. <laughs> That's right. So that's what that's what my writing process is for this. I haven't honed my writing process for the opera because I just don't know what I'm going to do with it yet. Well, I think it's going to come
0: to you the way it's going to come to you and you're just going to write it as it comes to you and you're going to have something wonderful. I mean, that's that's kind of how I approach music. And I'm not saying that my way is the way or the best way, but it's what works for me. I just sort of go with it. I don't really put a lot of stress on, well, I've got to get this lyric exactly perfect and I've got it. Well, we all know that. And I <laughs> I mean, but it's okay because what happens to a lot of people is they worry about having it perfected from the, from the get-go. And I think what probably makes more sense is to just allow yourself to write. Just let it come out the way it's going to come out. And then you can always go back and tweak it and work on it and perfect it, and that's what I do. I, I, you know, I let it come out the way it's going to come out, and then I go back and I work on it again.
1: And and hey, everybody, we're in a digital age now. It doesn't even cost you money for tapes and studios anymore. Oh, you got that right. You know, I have a three. I, I mean, I've got a three hundred dollar USB interface that that doubles as a microphone that I'm talking into right now. I mean, you know, that plus a guitar, plus a laptop or an iPad that I already have, you know, I can capture those ideas and I can, I can sketch out a song and get it somewhat where I want it. I, I know you and I are both working um, independently, of course, uh, on kind of losing a few pounds. Um, okay, I'm working on losing a lot of pounds. Liz is working on losing a few pounds. But, you know, I, I kind of look at songwriting like that there's an end result that you're looking for there's really only one way to get there there's one way to write a song and that is just to write it and the other you know there's only one way to lose weight and that is move more and and you know don't eat stupidly but the individual journey of how you arrive at that conclusion it is as different as the person walking absolutely
0: i couldn't agree with you more on that i mean it's just different for different for different people and what works for one doesn't always work for the other person. So you, as long as you're heading in the right direction and you're moving forward and your project is moving forward, then that's,
1: that's success. That's what counts. All right. So we are going to wrap up episode four. Once again, don't forget to please visit us on our Facebook group facebook.com slash groups slash chatterbox rocks and hashtag us chatterbox on twitter let us know what your writing process is what things do you find helpful to get started get through it and finish it up suzanne at suzannedecree.com and liz Chappia, the dark angel from darkbeautymusic.com
0: thanks so much everyone for tuning in we had such a great time talking about this and excited
1: to hear your feedback Thank you so much. We are signing off. Bye-bye.